to Beer Me. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. Every week, I will have a guest on the show to discuss different parts of the beer world. From brewers, importers, educators, this will allow us to examine the dynamic world of beer through different lenses. Whether you're new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. This week on the show, I'm very excited to welcome Jim McCoon. He is the co-founder of the Craft Beer Marketing Awards, uh, which was established in 2019. The reason why I'm particularly excited is because they aim to highlight a part, a massive part of the beer industry that isn't often uh, recognized as much as it should be. Uh, When a brewery is founded, there's a story, there's an experience, and that gets pulled through by social media, by the artwork on their cans, by the experience you feel in the taproom. And these awards kind of aim to highlight that. And I'm excited to have them on the show because this is what Beer Me is all about, highlighting parts of the beer world that aren't often talked about or highlighting things that need to be talked about uh, at nauseum. Uh, so Jim, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and uh, welcome. Thank you, I really appreciate it. So for people who maybe aren't familiar about the, the awards that, that you've started, can you give us a little background as to you know, how, how, how it got started? What was the inspiration? Yeah, definitely. The CBMAs were developed to recognize and award the very best marketing in the brewing industry um, across the world. So we invite breweries, their agencies, artists, and marketing partners to enter their top work. And the 2022 CBMAs includes categories that recognize all aspects of beer-related marketing. So as the story goes, Jackie and I have been in craft beer marketing for many years We have been to probably 100 beer tasting competitions, and we were wondering like, when the other people that are involved in um, packaging and selling the beer were going to get that same type of recognition. So we ran, Googled it. We were looking for something to enter our great work, and we couldn't believe that it didn't exist. So that was 2019. We turned to each other and said, you know what? Now's the perfect time. Why don't we build it? So uh, from scratch, we've created the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. So just out of curiosity, this is a little bit of a tangent. How do you start an awards organization? <laughs> That's a very good question. Uh, it started with definitely getting um, a bunch of beer. Uh, we sat down and, yeah, we did everything. We had to name it. We had to get, you know, the domain. We had to create a logo and a look and a style. And it's kind of what we do for a living, but it's uh, the old shoemaker shoe. It's sometimes when you're making something for yourself, it's like 10 times as hard. But, um, yeah, it, it took a little over a year. Um, I think most of the time had to go into the back end of it, um, our judges' platform, that obviously is critical to the competition. So working out the engineering of how judges log in, see each entry, you know, read um, what was submitted, visually critique that submission based on our numeric ranking system. And all that was the real hard part, but everything else was um, pretty straightforward. And we just kind of like took a chance and we launched in 2019, which was our first competition, the 2020, you know, to our surprise, like so many people supported us and they, they jumped on board and we had, uh, I think the first year, 200 judges. 
And we did really well. And we decided for the second year to go global. Um, I, you know, the U.S. was awesome, but we saw the explosion of craft beer go beyond the states. And uh, yeah, we went global in 2020. And we also decided to allow hard seltzer, cider, uh, and mead. Yeah. And I also see you have a, a non-alcoholic section as well. Yeah, that was a new one added this year uh, for 2022. We have a bunch of new categories, a lot of exciting stuff that really um, encompasses some of the new things that are going on in our industry, which obviously was like pandemic and collaborations and human rights. And uh, we, we really did some great expansion. A lot of that came from feedback from uh, our uh partners and entrants. So the awards take place during Craft Brewers Conference. Um, So the 2022 awards will be at CBC in May this year in Minneapolis. Yeah, that was always our intention. Um, CBAs, uh, we're very lucky, didn't get hurt by the pandemic. They're very autonomous the way they run. But I think that was two years ago already. Uh, That would have been San Antonio. We would have had our first awards ceremony out there live. Um, And then that was canceled. So we were hanging in there all year. And it was uh, really a shame when we heard San Diego got canceled. But um, it went pretty fast. And here we are. We just got back from Denver. And we had our first sort of mini uh, live award celebration. We were able to... um, present our awards to our industry people of the year. So that was a blast. And that's a big thanks to our presenting sponsor, Hillebrand. Nice. And then are you still getting a lot of submissions from other parts of the world? I mean, I'm assuming that the majority, the bulk of the the submissions is from the U.S., but... Yeah, definitely. The bulk is is for sure from the States, but um, this is only the second year of competition that uh, we, we've been working with globally and it seems to be doing great. We should have over 500 judges this year, if you could imagine. Uh, they're from all around the world. Uh, literally every corner um, is represented. That's how the CBMAs works now. We split the world up into five regions. So a brewery can participate and compete within their own region and then they can upgrade if they choose and with that same entry, compete globally. So it's really neat to see, like, you know, maybe a small brewery in South Africa beat a big brewery in the States or vice versa. So it's an old school creative shootout um, and anybody can win. Now, so I want to kind of dive into the topics and I want people, I want the listeners to get an idea of how important marketing is for beer. Some of the categories are like best can design, best brand identity. Um, I think I saw one for, and the awards are called crushies, right? <laughs> the yep. actual awards that the people get. There's, um, there's coolest tap room. I mean, what, what people, I, I, I think people have a hard time grasping how much work goes into designing and developing the story and then everything that goes around pulling that through. So, I mean, even the website is, is part of that. Yeah. You know, that's a great point. And I'm, I'm kind of uh, getting old here. I've been in the industry for over 25 years. So when I started in um, craft beer marketing, 
That was probably about 1997. There was only about 400 breweries in the United States. So like when I created a beer name or created a beer package, it was a lot easier because there wasn't a million other breweries out there doing the same thing. You know, the opposite of that is today. And we went from 400 breweries back then to over 8,000 right now. That's pretty amazing. And, and there's 1,200 more coming. So if you imagine 10,000 breweries just here in the United States, competition is fierce. And, uh, you know, they always say it's one of the most amazing industries in the world because of the camaraderie between breweries. And we still see that. Um, especially with collaborations or if somebody needs to borrow cups or whatever. These guys are always here um, and have each other's back. But um, the, the reality now is with this many breweries and with this much money and time invested in each brewery, marketing has become critical. So you mentioned there's a lot of competition and there's a lot of kind of creative ways people have done to stand out. What are some marketing campaigns that you personally, as somebody who's been in the industry so long, have found really impressive or ways for somebody to stand out? You know, it's funny. I've been in the business for a long time and I'm really good at what I do, but I was just blown away first year when the competition launched and Jackie and I were seeing like the entries come in. We're like, this is the most amazing work we've ever seen. So um, it's like you said, our categories span all the different uh, marketing channels. So, I mean, we've seen amazing work in, in websites and their use of photography and video, um, you know, specialty custom videos that breweries make has really leveled the playing field for marketing budgets. We've seen little tiny breweries make the most clever or funny or unique videos that they've used on social media or the website. And I think that right there is like one of those amazing things that you really look at and say, anybody can do this now. And that gets exciting. Yeah. There's some, there's some really compelling pieces of photography. I think recently I was perusing the website for a scratch brewing company in um, AVA. I don't know how they pronounce it. Chicago you know, just, I felt like I had been like transported to like a fairy tale forest through a website. And I mean, I know that's, you know, kind of their whole thing. They forge a lot of their ingredients and they have a lot of, um, you know, really stunning kind of creative uh, recipes that they put together. But that story pulled through just, just on their website because of their, you know, really, really stunning bits of photography. So I think there's, I think you're right. I think there's, there's great examples of people, you know, they understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. And look, we, we, we're learning every year. Uh, we're very open to anybody's feedback and we really couldn't have done it without everybody's support and that type of um, feedback, even when it's critical, it, it was a lot of things that we had to re-examine or, or change or expand upon. And, I love looking through the categories because everything we've talked about has really been represented in like original video series is a cool one and best merchandise design or anything that has to do with sustainability where, you know, breweries are always watching their carbon footprint and, and always, you know, spearheading any type of initiative that's green or, or ways that they can save on packaging. So that, that part I really do love personally. 
Yeah. I feel like, and we've talked about this so many times on the show, that brewers are real stewards of the community and they go in and do as much good as they possibly can within a community. Have there been any sustainable practices that have stood out to you that you've that you've found really exciting? You know, you said it. Our brewery started it early, um, even with my clients way back in the day. They, they were using like, I remember them switching out plastic cups, cellulose cups that were biodegradable within a few days of like hitting a landfill. And I thought that was amazing. And a lot of the stuff they had to do at a lost leader where, you know, a typical business is really all about making money and, you know, they have to make money on the beer and make money on the cups. And this was a brewery, I think, ahead of its time. And like you said, a steward to ushering in a new age of sustainability. But yeah, I think like the tap handles are some incredible case studies. I think even a few of our winners were breweries that used reclaim materials, which is always neat, um, you know, seeing whether it's wood or metal or um, any type of material getting a second life. Yeah, no, I've seen tap handles made out of antlers. And a pretty cool second life to go yeah. from you know, a, a barn that was just going to be, you know, pushed over and, and burnt to uh, making its way to a cool tap handle that's attracting the eye of a modern day consumer in, in a really chic brewery. That's a, a cool story, too. I want to talk a little bit about can design and, and label design in general, because I think over the past you know, a couple of years, and especially with the rise in popularity of cans, this has been such a huge part and such a, a big way that the craft beer industry has stood apart um, from the other beverage categories. And, you know, I think it was, I think it was in 2019 um, or 2018, the House here in, in Washington, D.C., it's a museum. They actually set up a, like an art gallery of uh, local uh, beer label designs that were artist worthy. You know, these were all designed by local artists and uh, framed and put in a gallery. And it was, you know, it, was ex- it felt and looked exactly like, um, art, you know, an art gallery event, but it was all beer labels and it was all stunning, absolutely stunning work. I remember the first time I saw a label that like really stood out to me was, oh my goodness, almost a decade ago. (laughs) Um, But it was Prairie Artisan Ales um, out of Oklahoma. They had this really kind of almost like cartoon looking design. It was drawn by, I think, one of the founders' brothers or one of the founders. And it was just so creative and there was so much going on. And it kind of, it really stood out against, you know, the lineup of all the other bottles that that we had at the restaurant that I was working at. And, you know, I think there's just been this like massive change in how people look at the can or look at the bottle. And, you know, it's it's been really cool to kind of watch that happen and also getting more artists involved and creating more of those collaboration moments and creating more stories to tell. Have you seen, I mean, you've obviously seen this, but you know, are there, are there any kind of stories or examples that come to mind? I, yeah, I mean, you summed it up really well. Um, I would say in my lifetime, the evolution of can design is extraordinary. I remember like, I guess sitting in the basket at King Colin and my mother would be passing, you know, passing the beer aisle. And it was like, I don't know if 
you ever seen, no frills. But beer used to just be a white can with black lettering that said beer on it. That was it. It might have had a red stripe on it. That was it. And you look at today, the evolution, Justin, like you said, the last 10 years is um, it's not even comprehensible. It really evolved into a very sophisticated, um, high art and marketing and branding industry. And there's just so many breweries and they're all putting their best efforts out. And that's why our best can design category is the most popular uh, by a landslide and there's so many different sizes when it comes to cans. We have our 8 to 15 ounce. Then we have our 16 to 20 ounce. In the last few years, you've seen the jumbo can, the 32-ounce crowler amount. And that's another neat innovation where, you know, breweries are filling up those crowlers and sealing the lid right there while you wait. And it's exciting. See, what I want to see is I want to see the small can. I want to see, like, the 8-ounce or the six ounce like tiny can of like the super, super, super rare, like bourbon barrel aged crazy stouts that are like 14%. Like, give me a little can of that. Like, I don't, I don't need to be drinking 14%, you know, crazy barrel aged stuff in like a 16 ounce can. Like, give me, give me a tiny can. Give me something that looks really cool. It's very thoughtful, but you know, that's, I've, I've had that argument for years. <laughs> it's funny because really a lot of the um, denominations of what we've had to create here, we weren't even familiar with where we would, maybe we had eight to 21 ounce and somebody in Germany would be like, Hey, you know, we have seven ounce bottles over here. Where do I enter that? And we were like, Oh, edit. <laughs> We did learn a lot about all the different packaging sizes uh, globally. It's definitely a lot of different choices out there. I wish there were more kind of smaller options in the U.S., but I feel like in the U.S., what's bigger is better is, you know, still the mindset. For the listeners to look at it is if you visit craftbeermarketingawards.com and you drop the menu down, you can see the 2021 Winners Gallery. Um, and as well as last year's 2020 Winners Gallery and very easy to use interface where you could scroll down, see the categories, click on that bar and then all the winning entries uh, collapse with a nice image of the winning work and a little information about it. And it's a great place to get inspired and kind of figure out maybe what you want to enter for this year and see who won in the past. And Yeah, very intuitive website. But, um, you know, there's lots of there's also cool things I didn't even think about, you know, like I think uh, there was a there was a company called uh, Six, the agency, and they had created like a flight board. So this is like the board that you would get when you go to a brewery and you want to taste, you know, uh, four, you know, smaller beers, you know, a little beer flight. But it's this oh, just I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. That's actually I can't believe you picked that one. That's. We've had just just hundreds, if not thousands, of entries, and that one definitely stayed. That was um, Ivanhoe Park Brewing Company, and that's their beer flight board. Like you said, a beer flight at any brewery is a small sampling of many beers, but it's very hard to carry all those little beers back to your table. So breweries have invented something called the flight board, and that one in particular, and only because I'm a new boat owner, I even know what those things on his um, on his flight board is, and they're boat cleats, like mini little things that you would use to tie a boat to a to a dock. 
Exactly. And they're on both sides and it holds uh, four of their beers. So the cleats actually work as the handles to the flight. You got to go check this out. That was from uh, sixtheagency.com. They do great work over there. A great brewery. And there's just, there's so many, you know, I would have never thought of that. But of course, of course, that's, that's, you know, that's marketing. And they snagged the gold crushy for, for that. And it was another one. The winner of that category uh, was the Platinum. And that was from Upshift Brewing Company. And they were all about like motorcycles and uh, obviously with Upshift. So theirs was called Moto Flights. And it was this bar with like a motorcycle grip on it that would hold uh, the six beers from above. Just a, another great, neat, uh, innovative submission. Moto Flights. Very cool. And I also, you know, something that I didn't think of either was merchandise. This is part of the brewery experience. When you go to a brewery, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've gone into a brewery and been like, okay, you do not need another beer t-shirt. There's no reason for you to buy another beer t-shirt. Do not buy another beer t-shirt. And then you go in and I'm like, ah, oh, but it's on such a soft shirt and the design is so cool. I have to do it. And it's, it's interesting to see different breweries embracing different kinds of merchandise and getting really creative, like going well and above just beer t-shirts. You've got people, you know, you've got breweries that are merchandising things that are, you know, meant for your dog so that your dog can be part of the brewery experience. You've got, you know, breweries that are closer to like skate parks or ski resorts, and they're kind of getting into merchandise specifically for those activities. I mean... It's a whole it's a whole world of merchandising. And I feel like if 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 I was ever in the world that I would be opening up my own brewery, which thankfully I that's never something I want to do. I'm not that much of a masochist. Me neither. But <laughs> but I think I would I think I would really scrutinize over, okay, what really cool item would people actually want in my yeah. little merch section? You know what I mean? Because I think what you said before is like the labels is a very important part of a brewery's business. I always mm-hmm. say the rubber hits the road and uh, much like uh, craft breweries, beer labels, uh, a brewery's merchandise line has to be just as strong and really show um, that backstory of who the brewery is. And also the gear has to represent, like you said, the people who are visiting the brewery and if it's a skiing resort, then, you know, having that type of merchandise available is very important. And we've seen so much incredible merchandise design. It's actually one of our favorite parts of it all. And especially the wearables. And since pandemic, there were so many breweries that had created masks or, or gators. Very cool stuff. I'm fascinated by all of this. And I think it's, it's a really cool way to loop in a big part of the industry that doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And I think I think the whole social media aspect, you know, as somebody who is pretty garbage at social media herself, I am in awe of all the ways that these breweries have been able to engage via, you know, Instagram and TikTok and, you know, creating all these really interactive and really um, engaging stories online. Yeah, that's definitely some of our most popular categories is uh, social media and brand ambassadors and uh, creating FOMO, as we call it, the fear of missing out. 
you know, breweries who are really doing it well within just a scroll or two on their Instagram, you're just salivating for the beer and the food and you're just getting that antsy feeling like, oh, I better get down there or, or I'm missing out. No, for sure. And it definitely shows that there's so many things, there's so much to experience. I think a lot of breweries are also getting more creative on what they offer within their walls that isn't just beer. You know, you've got beer yoga, a lot of drag brunches and trivia nights and bingo. I mean, there's, I mean, the possibilities are endless on that. Yeah. For most breweries, you know, it's surprising that there are spots across the country. I know like New Jersey's one of them where they really make it difficult for the breweries to have these types of um, social events. So we're hoping, you know, as time goes on and everybody gets to um, enjoy sort of what we enjoy here. And I mean, we're, we're located in New York and we're, we're, so fortunate to have over 400 breweries we're, we're actually out on long island and there's uh, almost 70 breweries just here on, on our little island so you look at that across the country and as you see these you know eight or ten thousand breweries all um, doing so well it makes me so happy yeah no for for a long time i lived in astoria queens and when I lived there, the new hotspot in town was a single cut. Oh, and, yeah. and now when I go back to visit, I'm like, oh, there's, there's like 20 options <laughs> in like yeah. this one little tiny part of like Queens. <laughs> oh, they, that brewery is amazing. When you walk in there, you just can't believe how much equipment they have packed under that roof. And uh, yeah, we're big fans here for sure. Yeah. And yet again, I mean, that's a, that's a brewery that has a story and a theme. I mean, they're, you know, tied to music so closely and it comes through in the names and the labels and, and everything. So yeah, the tap um, handles are even like the tops of guitars. So you, you definitely get it pun intended loud and clear. <laughs> I love it. Well, I want to make sure people know how to engage with you all. So I, I know you're still taking um, entries for all of the different categories until which date? Oh, definitely. Uh, we launched um, at the beginning of September at the uh, Craft Brewers Conference, and we are running our early bird special, which goes up to October 29th. So actually, that's just a few days left on that. If any of your listeners have any great work that they've done in craft beer or in hard seltzer, cider or mead, definitely check out craftbeermarketingawards.com. If they get their entry set up before October 29th, they can enjoy the early bird savings, and then the entry doesn't have to be um, complete to our final entry deadline, which is January 14th. And then, like, at that date, we gather up all the entries, and then our amazing judges panel, which if you visit us, please check out our judges. Without them, we really couldn't run the competition, and there really is some amazing people up there like Ralph Stedman and John Contino, and the list goes on. Yeah, just an impressive group of people that you've had come together. And then also I would recommend listeners to check out the Craft Beer Marketing Awards website and and look at some of these old winners. I mean, it's just it's really inspiring and you know, really cool to see a lot of these a lot of the storytelling. So, it's very exciting. On Instagram, you'll see all of our winners that hold in that Crushy Award proudly and the, the, the award trophy that uh, we have has been made by the same company that makes the Emmy and the MTV Moonman. So they're a very 
very prestigious and everyone who gets them is so excited and shows it off and we hope you guys crush it. I love the design and everything. Well, thank you, Jim, for taking the time and, you know, coming on the show and talking a little bit about some uh, beer marketing. Again, a topic that I, I don't think we talk enough about. No, I love talking about it. And uh, anytime you want to have me back on, I love talking about beer. So thanks so much <laughs> for the support and we really appreciate it. Of course. Uh, well, listeners, this has been another episode of Beer Me. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out beermeradio at gmail.com or at beermeradio on Instagram. We are available anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify. Feel free and encouraged to subscribe, like, give all the stars, all the happy comments, that kind of thing. But otherwise, we will see you all next time. Cheers. Cheers.